Welcome back, everyone. Katie is taken ill <laughs> once again. I, I have taken ill indeed, and I apologize for sounding the way that I do. It's, we're going to power through. It's going to be great. Believe it or not, this is the best I've sounded all week. I believe it. <laughs> I've been looking at your B-reels. When it cracked me up when you're like, Ryan said I look pale because your B-reels, you're looking rough. I know. I, yeah. The girls assembled for a birthday party last weekend and we have been dropping like flies ever since. I'm doing great. Yeah, you're fine. Apparently my immune system is very strong because I've had a few close calls lately and I'm doing great. It's... It's fine. I'm fine. I feel like a human again. Yeah, you seem better. You seem better. I think today I'm going to take a shower. That's good job. (laughs) Great job. I've showered approximately twice this week because standing has been challenging. Mm, Well, you can turn it around today. Yes. Today I'm going to take a shower I'm going to, maybe I'll go on a walk. Ooh, okay. To the mailbox. That's pretty good. <laughs> You're like an old woman. I know, I know. For, for the people, my mailbox is not at the end of my driveway like a like a normal neighborhood. It's like one of those neighborhoods where all the mailboxes are in one area and it's like a block away. Yeah. So. Two blocks if you're being generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one city block, like two Two neighborhood neighborhood blocks. blocks. Um, but yeah, big, big day in store. I was hoping that I would have the energy to go to a bar and watch the Austin FC game tonight, but that is not happening. I did not think so. I'd be surprised if Ryan makes it out too. No, my husband is violently hungover. <laughs> yep. Self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. I love it when Ryan's hungover because it's just very funny to me. Anyway, we are finally giving... Our girl, Abby Jimenez, her due on this podcast. We have talked so much about Part of Your World, and it was definitely one of our favorite books we read last year in general, and we never did an episode on it, even though we should have, but it was just one of those books we ended up reading because it was a book of the month. That's what it was. It was a book of the month, and it came out. Emily Henry and Abby Jimenez are on the same like release schedule. I know. It's... Great and also rough. Right. Also. Because <laughs> Part of Your World and Book Lovers came out like within the same month last year, I feel like. Or it was like in April, May. They were very close yeah. together. Because I read them back to back, I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain. Yeah. And Book Lovers came out in May. And that was our very first episode. Right. So then we kind of just like full steam ahead with like new releases and didn't really mm-hmm. look back. And we had already just kind of blown past part of your world. Well, we've mentioned it plenty. We love that book. Read that book if you haven't read that book. Anyway, I'm on cough medicine. <laughs> we're we're powering through. We're gonna. This is gonna be great. I feel a little crazy. So, Abigail, because my voice is what it is, do you want to read the blurb? I would be happy to. All right, here we go. The description for Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Hang on. What? Abby Jimenez owns Nadia Cakes? You didn't know that? No. 
They talk about Nadia Cakes in every single book. I thought she was just a fan. No, she owns it. She's won, like, the Food Network. I didn't know this. She's been on Cupcake Wars. What? Yeah. I was just reading the about the author. Yeah. She she had a past life as a cupcake baker. I mean, probably not past life. This explains a lot. Yeah, that's why this very niche cupcake place. I thought she just really loved Nadia cakes. Nope, that's her. Good for you, Abby. Get your bag. Anyway, read us the blurb. Great. The tagline, a novel of terrible first impressions, hilarious second chances, and the joy of finding your perfect match from a true talent. Oh, that's a blurb from Emily Henry. Number one New York Times bestselling author. Yes, she is. Yes, my girl. Dr. Brianna Ortiz's life is seriously flatlining. Her divorce is just about finalized. Her brother's running out of time to find a kidney donor. And that promotion she wants? Oh, that's probably going to the new man doctor who's already <laughs> registering 80 freaking 7 on Brianna's pain in my ass scale. But just when all systems are set to hate, Dr. Jacob Maddox completely flips the game by sending Brianna a letter. And it's a really good letter, like the kind that proves that Jacob isn't actually Satan. Worse, he might be this fantastically funny and subversively likable guy who's just terrible at first impressions. Because suddenly he and Brie are exchanging letters, sharing lunch dates in her sob closet, and discussing the merits of freakishly tiny horses. But when Jacob decides to give Brianna the best gift imaginable, a kidney for her brother, she wonders just how she can resist this quietly sexy new doctor especially when he calls in a favor she can't refuse. (coughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was holding that in. Good job. So, I thought the letters were going to take a... I think the I thought the letters were going to be like a beefier part of this book than they ended up being. I did too. Also didn't know this was going to be a fake dating book. Me neither. It's not in the blurb. You're right. I thought it was just going to be our typical, like, enemies to lovers, and then maybe they, you know, write these little letters back and forth, and they fall in love kind of thing. That's what I thought. So let's get into it. So It's got everything. Fake dating. Dogs. Enemies to lovers for a minute. Organ donation. (laughs) Sob closets. Sob closets, yeah. A guy with a plant room. Oh, my God. You know... The the male leads that Abby writes. They're very good. Truly the definition of a man written by a woman. They don't exist. In yeah, the these people don't exist. <laughs> they are He's perfect. hot and he likes plants. He's Come got a on. whole room for them. I know. He journals. He journals. He's got a three-legged dog. Named Lieutenant Dan. I love Lieutenant Dan. Me too. Oh, he's so good. Abby Jimenez writes a great dog character. She does. I think every... Abby Jimenez's book has a great dog character, I think. And then, to, then in this book, we get a we get a dog crossover. We do we get, get a dog, <laughs> dog crossover episode. Hunter and Lieutenant Dan meet. Yeah, it's very cute. That's all we're actually talking about: the meeting of <laughs> Hunter and dogs. Lieutenant Dan. Anyway, so this book starts out in Brianna's hospital, where, if you remember from part of your world, Alexis and Brianna worked together at this hospital in. Minnesota. I think Minneapolis. I don't know. Something like that. Minnesota. And Dr. Jacob Maddox is the new ER doctor with Brianna. And it starts with all the nurses hating him. Yeah, because he's just kind of like 
bumbling and well we later find out that he's like bumbling and awkward but he's like he's not making a good first impression no and he had a bunch of patients unfortunately die on he had his like first seven day. patients die on the first day i know the book this op- poor man the book opened with that and i was like the other nurse calling him dr death and i was like my god what happened what did this man do and then it turns out it's like you know old people coming into the er who are dying for reasonable explanations right like the odds have been stacked yeah it's just an unfortunate Jacob. first day yeah yeah and and you know later on we go on to find out that like jacob has a lot of anxiety and like so so like thinking about this in hindsight i'm like this poor man was probably so stressed out i know it's it did bum me out for <laughs> for a while so the other part of it Brian is kind of like, whatever, give him a minute, like, be nice to him. Yeah. And then she goes to meet the the head doctor of the ER. She's, like, up for this promotion. She's probably going to be the head doctor because Alexis was. No, Alexis left, and she was the previous front runner or something like that. Yeah, and the, the, the current, like, chief ER whatever is very old and intending to retire soon. Yes. And Brianna is going to, like, almost for sure get the job, but it has to be put to a vote. And then she, like, goes to meet with him, and he's like, we're going to delay the vote. Jacob's going to have a shot, too. And so she's mad. Yeah, and so she's like, fuck this guy. Like, I deserve this job. What does this man think he's doing coming in here? And so she hasn't even met him yet, but she already has beef with him. Which I would, too. Totally. Then when they do meet, it's unfortunately very bad. Yes. Brianna finds out her brother, who we've established needs a kidney. Uh, he is coming to the ER, and she is running to go see him. She quite literally runs into Jacob. He breaks his phone. Yeah, his phone, like, clatters to the ground and is damaged. Yeah, the screen breaks or whatever. He follows her into her brother's room, like, kind of intending to confront her, but not Really? Right. Like, like you get the impression he's just he's just trying to be like, hey, man, you broke my phone. Like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. And then Brianna <laughs> kind of lays into him. And he's, like, dumbstruck by her because she's super hot. Oh, yeah. She's definitely super hot. Yeah. So it's it's all bad. Yeah. And then he finds her crying in her closet. In her sob closet. And he's very nice to her. He brings her a warm washcloth. It's yeah, very sweet. to like put on her eyes, Ugh, which very- is like the best feeling when you've been crying. Yes. Man, I haven't had somebody do that for me in a while. No one's ever done that for me. <laughs> I'll do it for you. <laughs> Text me next time you're crying. Just drive over here. Here you go. I brought- <laughs> it's cold now because <laughs> I had to drive I'll here. I'll make a new one when I get here. It's fine. <laughs> you know where my washcloths are. Yeah. But so he writes her a letter to apologize because he, like me, is better on paper. Yes. <laughs> When he's in the sob closet with her, she tells him about her brother and he accidentally says the wrong thing of it could be so much worse, which nobody ever wants to hear. Right, right. He was he was well-intentioned and we find out later that like his mom has had a kidney transplant and mm-hmm. so he's coming at it from a place of like A, being a doctor, but also like he's gone through the exact same thing that Brianna's going through, but we don't know that and it just comes off really bad yeah and yeah they don't 
Brianna does not like yeah. Dr. Jacob Maddox at this point. Yeah. And important to note that this book is dual perspective. So mm-hmm. we're getting – it starts with Brianna's perspective. And so we get Brianna's perspective of like, this guy's a dick. And then we like very quickly switch to Jacob and we're like, oh, he just has like really severe social anxiety. Yeah. Which and- is why he's fucking all these things up. And this poor guy is going through it right now. He, after his first day, yeah. I think, at the hospital, it's like his first or second day at this new hospital, he goes to meet up with his brother. At an axe throwing bar. <laughs> but they're not throwing axes. They're just there. I don't understand this meeting, but it's with his brother and his girlfriend, who is Jacob's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And they announce that they're getting married. Yeah. And so it's just all like... He's just really having a rough time. Um, but he writes this really nice letter to Brianna to apologize because he's like, man, I really fucked this up. Yeah. Um, and then they start trading letters. It's very sweet. Yeah. Brianna realizes she was kind of harsh. Yeah. Um, she gives him advice for how to like win over the nurses. Which is cupcakes. Which is Nadia Cakes. From Nadia Cakes. <laughs> he brings her a giant cupcake. Red velvet. Yes. Girl after my own heart. Great choice, Brianna. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, she get, she she lightens up a little bit, tells him to bring cupcakes, and then he writes her the letter and gives her the letter with the giant cupcake. Yeah. yeah. And she feels really bad and writes him a letter back. Yeah, and she he he reveals that he has, you know, pretty severe anxiety. And so she's like, I will protect you from like the social events where all the other doctors and stuff are drinking and you don't have to deal with like, you know, drunk people trying to talk to you or whatever, which is very thoughtful. Yes. I was like, she understands. Right. She gets it. Right. Um, so they they kind of form this like little alliance. It's very cute. Yeah, it's really sweet. The The first, like, third of this book is just, like, them becoming, like, friendly. Yeah. For the most part. They're trading letters and little notes back and forth. It's very cute. They meet up for lunch. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, romance. Like, there are, like, suggestions of, like, oh, she's really beautiful or he's really handsome or whatever. But it's it's really light on the, like, attraction, mm-hmm. I feel like. Meanwhile, while they're kind of becoming friendly, Jacob's best friend is Benny, Brianna's brother's, like, main doctor. Yeah. And so Xander, the other doctor, tells Jacob kind of, like, what's going on. Like, oh, this kid's in, like, rough shape. Like, he really needs a donor, but he's got a pretty rare blood type. Yeah, it's a super long shot. Yeah. And Jacob's like, huh, I've always thought about donating my kidney. Because his mom had a transplant, so he wants to, like, pay it forward. Yeah. Conveniently so. Right. And so Xander's like, oh, you want to run the test? We don't have to, like, tell anybody, but, like, let's see if you'd be a match. And yeah. then, lo and behold. Of course. He's, he's a match. match. And this is, like, really, like, kind of early on in this, like, trading letters, like, Brianna and Jacob friendship. They, like, they barely know each other. I know. I thought this was going to be, like, way later in the book. Yeah. Like, after they had you know, like, gone out on a date or something. Right, or at least become friends or, like, something. Yeah. But they're, like, kind of just starting to be friends. So this is, like, when you're like, oh, this guy is, like, a really good person. Yes. 
Yeah, there's a very short list of people I would give a kidney to, and a total stranger is not on that list. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I would give my kidney to. It, it is also a very short list. Yeah, it would be like my direct relations, Ryan, you and Sydney. That's about it. That's yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's a, that's a list of people I would give a kidney and my, to. My direct relations. That list is low. <laughs> yeah. It's fine, though. Yeah. I have a lot of medical trauma, so yeah. I'm afraid of doctors. Exactly. Yeah. I I I have a lot of doctor anxiety, so if I'm going to go through something, it's really got to be uh, uh, someone very special to me. But yeah, so that we, we learned that Jacob is like a deeply good person. Yes. He, he just kind of, yeah, he's just anxious. Yeah. And he doesn't want anyone to know that he's giving the kidney, although like- the secret does not even last 24 hours because the old man doctor just, like, <laughs> gives away the farm. Yeah, so Benny finds out he's got a donor. Yeah. Obviously, he's thrilled. Right. Brianna is thrilled. And then Brianna goes to see the ER head doctor. Um, Gibson. Gibson, thank you. And I know it started with a G. I was like, Gilroy? It's not right. Look at that, a name that I remembered. I, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Gibson... Unfortunately, like, very quickly spills the beans. Yeah, he didn't realize that Jacob wanted it to be a secret. Yeah, and he wasn't doing it maliciously. It's very funny, too, because he says something and Brianna's like, wait, who? And he's like, what? Yeah. What, what do you, I, mm. He sounds like a very sweet old man. I know, I love who's him. Who's just like, shit. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Um. So that all comes out, uh, which is fine. Like, I kind of expected that to be, like, a bigger plot moment, but it wasn't. Everyone was just like, this is so nice, awesome, great. I thought it was going to be the, like, fight later on me in too. the book. Yeah. Like, you're giving my brother your kidney and you didn't tell me? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too, but it just, like, kind of all, like, Jacob's basically like, oh, yeah, well, it was going to be a secret, but you know now, so whatever. Yeah. He keeps it a secret from his family for quite a bit longer. Yes. He kind of, he and Brianna are, like, the only ones who know for a while. Right. And the the kind of doctor inner circle. Mm-hmm. Because Benny doesn't know for a while either. Um, but, like, a lot of the, the friend group and, like, the people at the hospital know. Yeah. And lo and behold, Jacob also needs a favor. <laughs> yes. So Jacob has, um, as, as people usually do in these books, uh accidentally question mark lied to his family about having a girlfriend this happens a lot in these books in life i don't think so right right like if my family were giving me shit about something i'd be like fuck off like no i don't have a boyfriend you know it's very kind of it's kind of sad why jacob lies because he wants his family to be okay with his brother and his ex-girlfriend dating right and he feels like they're not going to be okay with it until he's okay with it and even though he's not really okay with it, he's like more okay than his family realizes that he is. Yeah. Like he's not thrilled about it, obviously. But he wants them to like he wants them to support his little brother. Right. He's just like it's he's like it's not ideal for me, but like it's fine. But he like really needs he feels like he really needs to like put forth this image of like strength and I've moved on or whatever. Yes. And his sister had seen him and Brianna together. In the sob closet. In the sob closet, eating lunch, and assumed, oh, this is the girlfriend. This is the girlfriend, yeah. And so, not really in exchange for his kidney, but just like, 
hey, would you do me a favor? Right. Would you come meet my family and pretend to be my girlfriend? Right, because after Brianna finds out that Jacob is giving the kidney, Brianna's like, if there's, like, I will do anything you need me to. And Jacob's like, actually, there's this one thing. This is very embarrassing, but will you be my fake girlfriend? Yeah, he's like, don't feel like you have to do this, but, like, if you're offering to do something for me, I do need this one thing. And to Brianna's credit, She's very excited to be somebody's fake girlfriend. Right. She's like kind of excited by it. Yeah. It seems like almost like she doesn't like say that, but it's almost like she takes it on from this perspective of like, this sounds kind of fun. This is the greatest acting challenge of my life. Right. Exactly. I'm going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Um. So so it's really, you know, they're they're continuing to be really good friends while putting on this front, basically. Um, there's some funny stuff in this first section like there are a lot of fun follow-ups to alexis and daniel's story from part of your world we're just like fucking making out all the time i guess yeah and alexis is pregnant um and so you don't have to have read part of your world to like understand any of this book but since we loved that book so much i love that abby fed us a little bit Yes, it was nice to see them again. And yeah. we actually see them quite a bit. We do, yeah. And we get so, we get our favorite side character, Doug, reemerges oh my God, at one point later in the book. There's a very funny joke about men having only one towel. It's true, though. <laughs> the, fir- the first time I went to Austin's apartment, this is now reminding me, the first time I went to Austin's apartment, I like went to the bathroom and he was like, oh, sorry, I don't have any hand towels. They're in the wash. Turns out this man didn't have any hand towels at all. He owned two towels. I vividly remember. Do you <laughs> the remember lack that of hand towels? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, sorry, they're in the wash." Not. I don't own hand towels. Incredible. Yeah. Ryan didn't own hand towels either. Yeah. And if you're a man, let us know if you own hand towels. And if you have a headboard. Yeah. If you have a headboard, Jacob does have a headboard. He does. He does. Um. My. Honestly, so Abby Jimenez is so funny. She's so funny. She's very funny. Um, and she writes very funny characters, which is different than being innately funny. Um, but she has both. And at the very beginning of the of the book, toward the beginning of the book, Brianna says something like, I'm beginning to think men aren't sending us their best people. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I was like cackling. <laughs> She's right. She's telling somebody about all the terrible, like, Tinder dates she's been on. Yeah. Like, one where somebody brought three cats on their date. On the date. There were a couple others, and they're all just, oh, this poor girl. She's yeah. right. And they're then not- the, the fr- Brianna's friend, I can't remember who it was, but, like, whoever she's having this conversation with is, like, yeah, all they do is lie and throw off our pH balance. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jessica, who yes. is also in Part of Your World. Yes, it is Jessica. There you go. And a character we did not like in Part of Your World. Yeah, but she's she's good in this book. She's a, she's a great man-hater side character, which sometimes you need in your life. Yeah, yeah. She's a good kind of, like, side, side character friend. Um, but, yeah, that exchange was just so delightful. And then she ends that exchange with, oh, Jacob, he's cool. We like him. Yeah. She she even says, like, he's a deeply good person or something like yeah. that. And Brianna is like, whoa, Jessica never says nice things about people. <laughs> Maybe she's right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm beginning to think men aren't sending us their best people is like an all-timer line for me. Embroider that on a pillow. For real. We also learn that, as discussed, Jacob has a very good dog. Lieutenant Dan. Who has three legs. Lieutenant Dan. Incredible. 
He's the best. And he's like a, I think they say he's like a Bernese mountain. Like he's a big dog with three legs. Incredible. I love him. Incredible. Abby Jimenez is a dog lover, documented. So I very much appreciate every book. We get a, we get a good dog, a Indeed. good boy. Indeed. Um. So, so, so yeah, then we're just fake dating for a while. And as I texted you the other night, this is like the fucking slowest burn. Bro. I think when I texted you that I was at like 75% and I was like, oh my God. Yes, I know. Okay, so I have to talk about when they first go meet his family. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their first like mission in their fake dating is that he's going to, he's bringing Brianna to dinner with his family at his family's house. And one, we meet some, we meet grandpa. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about Grandpa. He both stresses me out, but I love him. I love him so much. He's like ramming his wheelchair into people. Because he wants cigarettes. Demanding a cigarette, even though he's on oxygen. Yeah. Um. He's This man is on oxygen, ramming his wheelchair into Brianna. And the first thing he says to her is, give me a cigarette or I'm telling Jacob I, you hit on me. So funny. We, we meet... A parrot named Jafar. Yes. Great name for a parrot. Incredible. Excellent. Iago would have been too on the nose, so you got to go Jafar. Yeah. Oh, I. yes. It's great. Who's just shouting. Yeah. (laughs) Vulgarities. Yeah. As as parents are wont to do. So funny. Uh, All of his siblings, which, yeah, they're, they're there. His mom, who is a renowned sex and relationships expert slash therapist slash whatever and then his dad the taxidermist his dad is a taxidermist and jacob stops and picks up a dead raccoon this is where i absolutely fucking lost it in the book so after brianna realizes his mom is literally a relationship expert this is not the person you should fake date in front of yeah they go um huddle in his dad's taxidermy room and regroup which is like insane taxidermy too. It's like not like the, the your normal little stuffed animals. It's like his dad's like playground where all his super weird shit is hidden. I was fucking dying on my patio when I was reading this, especially when they mentioned the one that's dressed up like Flo from the progressive commercials. Incredible. With I the wanna, same lipstick and everything. I want to meet this man. So. <laughs> Incre- incredible side characters. Incredibly funny. Great, great family. Great I love family. everything about it. It goes well. They win they win this round of fig dating. Yeah, yeah. And so then this whole like middle chunk of the book is just them kind of continuing this ruse with their respective families and um their friends too. There there's like a very they really take this fake dating thing a long way. They like go to Dr. Gibson and they're like, "Yo, we're in a relationship." Like they do like they go public with their fake relationship and they're yeah. like posting on Instagram and being all lovey and yeah. stuff. But Brianna thinks that Jacob is hung up on his ex-girlfriend because she asks if he still loves her and he says yes because it's too complicated to like explain the intricacies of his feelings. Yeah. And Jacob thinks Brianna is doing this one to be nice because he's giving her brother his kidney. Yeah. And then two, she's still hung up on her ex-husband. Right. So they both just assume that 
they're just the other person sees them as a friend. Yeah, and they're st- but they're starting to be like, Ugh, oh, something yeah. else is happening here. So the next challenge, the next, <laughs> the, ne- the next, event. the next level of their fake dating scheme is literally going to the engagement party of Amy Jacobs' ex girlfriend and Jeremiah, his little brother. Yeah, which is fucking luau themed. <laughs> Amy is so tacky. I love it. She's- that's all I could think of through this whole book is like this couple is so like Midwestern, yeah, tacky. What? But you know what is luau if not tiki for Midwestern white people? Oh no, <laughs> can't t- can't look too hard at it. No, you're right because we in this family love a tiki. We do between the between the four of us our it's our respective true. relationships. The four it's, of us love a tiki. It's true. We do. So how far is luau from that? Tiki is just more expensive luau. That's true. And, you know, I fucking love Jimmy Buffett. That's not that far removed from luau. That's like the center. Of, that's a, That Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah. We are tacky people also, just generally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Katie and I are rednecks. Tacky. Also, I love a theme. That Yeah, that's true. I'm not that mad about a luau. I just thought it was very funny in Minnesota. <laughs> like- a luau <laughs> Yeah. yeah, totally. This makes sense. Yeah, a luau engagement party is a lot. A lot. A luau party, I'm fucking there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luau themed engagement party. Yeah. Is a lot. Yeah, that's tacky to me. But invite me to your luau themed birthday party and I will be there with a fucking Hawaiian shirt on. I mean, we'll come to your luau themed engagement party too. We'll just Also true. Yeah. I just might be a little like <laughs> Are we Maybe sure? <laughs> Are we sure about this? Yeah, but we'll go. Yeah. And we'll have a great time. Yeah. Anyway, Brianna gets to meet Amy and is fucking like hates her immediately. Yeah, she's like fuck this bitch. she's like protective of Jacob. Yeah, I think Amy sound like says something that's kind of like not like malicious but kind of like wow, a little off color, yeah. Yeah, like can't believe Jacob's dating again or something like that. It's something like that. Yeah. We're and immediately Bree's like Ugh. Yeah, like big full bunny. full big bunny. Yes. <laughs> Brianna's big bunnying for Jacob. And at one point accidentally tells Amy that they're moving in together. <laughs> yeah, cuz she's just like overcompensating. Yeah. And so Amy goes and finds Jacob later and Amy doesn't say the right thing either and is like I think this girl's using you for your kidney yeah we um we learn later on that Amy's intentions were not nefarious in this conversation that she was kind of big bunnying Jacob also but it comes off as just really jealous and condescending yeah and Brie, like, encounters Jacob after this conversation, and he's, like, really sad and flustered and anxious and has lipstick on his collar because I guess they hugged or something. I don't know. That was weird. But it it looks bad. Yeah. And she had, like, heard part of the conversation where, you know, it, it made it sound like he still misses her or whatever and like this was going to be the moment they decide they want to get back together and right etc like Bree hears the exact wrong part of the conversation as 
is what always happens in these books and movies and stuff. Which I don't understand because if you're already eavesdropping, you got to stick it Stay out. Stay for the rest. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. How are you going to leave? None of these people are nosy enough for my liking. I agree. Yeah. We're nosy people. Yeah. So, so this is kind of... Things get weird for a little while after this between Bree and Jacob. So Bree is surly on the way home. Yeah. Jacob is stressed. Yeah, because she's not talking. And she like goes inside, doesn't really say bye to him, and then he starts pacing on her front porch. And and <laughs> and her brother sees it through the ring doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of ring doorbell references in this book. There are. I'm like, these are my people. Yeah. I watch what goes on in my neighborhood through the <laughs> ring doorbell. When I've been sick this week, I've I've been looking at the ring. Like the people in the world. <laughs> the outside world. The outside world. Uh, and so Brianna eventually goes out there and he asks her on a real date and she's like, no. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's really sad. This is like, ugh. It's I just hurt. did the like knife to the chest. It really was. It yeah. hurt. It hurt me all around. Yeah. This is one of those like misunderstandings that you're like, sometimes these misunderstandings in books piss us off, right? Because they're like, we're like, just talk to each other. But this one feels like, leg- like a legitimate just miscommunication. Mm, really? I was getting mad later. Later, yes. But this one, early on, for I was like, yeah. this makes sense because y'all don't know each other that well yet. That's true. That's true. I did get fed up later on when I was like, just fucking tell each other that you like each other. No. But at this part, I was like, okay, like we're still early on in this fake dating thing. Like you don't know each other that well yet. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense to me that maybe your wires would get a little cross. cross. Yeah. Brianna says no, basically. She's like, I don't want to be somebody else's rebound. Like, he think- she still thinks that he's just trying to get over Amy. Right. Jacob actually really does want to take her on a date. Right. And so he's just confused because this furthers his suspicion that, like, she's not into me, mm-hmm. which kind of sets the stage for the whole, like, section of this book where we were both getting angry about them not fucking talking to each other. Yeah. So... They, the very next day, Brianna goes to see Alexis at Grant House. Yeah. So we get another. A a little small town visit. A little small town visit. A reunion, if you will. And she's there kind of pining about Jacob to Alexis because they've both realized they're like in love with each other at this point. And they like want to be in a relationship together, but don't know how. Kind of. And then Jacob calls her and is like, where are you? And she's like, I'm out of town. And he goes, well, can I come? Yeah. And it's like a two hour drive. Yeah. It's like far away. Yeah. Two hours one way. And then, you know, two hours back. Yeah. And um, she's like, I guess. So he does. Yeah. And so they like set him up with a little room and they go to the VFW. They do. They, see, they see Doug. And the pig. And the pig. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the pig. I was very excited to see the pig again. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that too. And I was like, oh, right. There's this really... pig that just hangs out around town. <laughs> With his little Instagram QR code or yeah, whatever. Incredible. And then um, we have the most uh, convoluted only one bed I have ever come across. Yeah. You know, a- Abby really got everything into this book. She really did. Everything. Because... This was the least likely only one bed scenario that one could have thought of, but points for creativity. See, I knew we were going to get to an only one bed at some point, but I thought it was going to be like, they're going to hook up. Right. Only one bed. 
What happens instead? <laughs> okay, first let's talk about why. So they're both in Jacob's room at the B&B, right? Yes. Um, or at the, the house, whatever. Uh, and so it's very humid and the door basically swells shut, which like, <laughs> I don't know if you like spent a lot of time in old houses growing up, but this, I mean, the door never like swelled shut, but there are certain, like, there were definitely certain summer days, like, at like extended family members' houses that it would be like hard to open or close the door yes. in an old house. So like, this happens for real. Yes, this has happened at my dad's house multiple times, but not to the extent to which somebody is like, well, I guess I got to cut open the door. Right. You just uh, throw your weight into it. Right. It's like shut, shut. Yeah. And so they're, whatever. You, you can't read too much into it. No, you can't, can't think too hard about it. <sighs> but, but whatever. But they get fucking wasted off of bourbon that Jacob has in his... Duffel bag. Right. That he has like luggage or whatever. Um, and they have this like n- nice little funny night together. It is very uh, Brie reveals what she did to her ex husband yeah. when she found out <laughs> the glitter in the in the carpets and on she, the ceiling fans and whatnot. Yeah, she glittered his house, their house. Put um, shrimp in the curtain rods. She did a bunch of those little petty things that you want to do to somebody you hate. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and she did all of them. That was really satisfying to read, and. Um, nothing happens. Yeah. They don't, they don't kiss. She does say, I love you. Yes. But Jacob's like, in what way? Yeah. And he doesn't (laughs) press the issue. And also she's very drunk and they sleep together in their little twin bed. Twin bed. Can you imagine? Yes. Because I did it for an entire semester in my freshman year of college. True. So yes, I can imagine. It's not comfortable. I don't know why I did that, but I did. It's awful. Nope. Would not recommend. Yeah, so then they, they're, they like, on okay terms. It, like, they're friends again. Yeah. They're, they're fine. Still secretly in love with each other. But not talking about it. No. Brianna's mother shows up and starts making a shitload of food, yes. as mothers do. Yes. <laughs> Bri's mother is very funny because she's been this, like, looming threat through some of the book. Yeah. In, like a, like, a motherly way. Like, we love her. She's just a lot. Right. And she shows up randomly when Brie gets back from Jacob's house one morning and Benny's like, she's here. Yeah. And that she's staying for two months. And then Benny's like, oh, my kidney. I have to go lay down. I got to go to bed. Yeah. And so then Brie also has to tell her mother like, oh, yeah, I'm dating this man. Yeah. And also. I'm, I'm moving a- in with him. And he's giving his kid. She t- she tells Benny and yeah her mom at the same time that Jacob's donating his kidney to Benny because she's kind of like I don't know a way around this right now. Right. Yeah. She's like I just gotta let it. Yeah. Let it fly. We're just gonna tell everybody. And so they've been like Brianna and Jacob have both been like stressed about like this like lie that Bree has told about them living together because yes. Jacob's sisters just randomly show up. At his house, which is my worst fucking nightmare. I, this infuriated me. Yeah. <laughs> As just a general person. Do not show up at my house. For like melon Do not ballers. show up at the house of a person with anxiety without calling them first. No. Absolutely not. Never. To just like borrow shit. Yeah. Also like how close do these people live to each other? 
Why do you need a, a melon baller at 9 p.m.? No, I don't know. I don't know. Why do you need a melon baller ever? Why does Jacob own a melon baller? No man has ever owned a melon baller. I don't own a melon baller. No, I don't either. Yeah. What? No. And your fiance went to culinary school. So if anyone owns a, like a weird niche kitchen item, I would think it would be you. You know, you would think that, but Austin is very against niche kitchen items. That's why we don't own an air fryer. Oh, Ryan's really into the air fryer recently. I'm trying to convince Austin to let us get a Ninja Creamy, and he's very against anything that only serves one purpose. That I'm on Austin's side with it. You Look, don't man, need an ice cream machine. Look, it blends anything. Just put it on your registry. Well, that's the best part is I can put anything on the registry I want. He yeah. can't say anything about it. I can't wait till we have so much shit in the house. Wow, can't wait. <laughs> anyway, um, so then Brianna's like, okay, so so also I'm moving in with him. Yeah. Bye. Like right yeah, now. <laughs> I felt kind of bad for Benny. I know. Like, she's like, he's like, fuck, I'm stuck here with our mom. Yeah. But she's also like, oh, well, she can do his dialysis. Great. I'm free to go. Yeah. Because she's a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom is a nurse. Bree's a nurse, obviously. Or a doctor. Everyone, yeah. everyone is like rallying doctor around. Doctor adjacent. Yeah. Everyone's rallying around Benny to help him do his dialysis at home. It's very nice. Yeah. And, and Benny's like, shit, I'm stuck with mom. But he's also like. Well, this dude is giving me a kidney, so I guess I can let my sister move in with him. Yeah, you know, fair enough. Even trade. And so Bree shows up and is like, hey, I'm moving in. And Jacob is thrilled. It is so cute. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I then she starts blowing up an air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, poor Jacob. Also, poor Bree, who has to sleep on a fucking air mattress because she's so stubborn. I know, because he doesn't have a couch. No. Yet. He the first time that Brie goes over to Jacob's house, he has two recliners, which to me is perfectly reasonable. But she's like, why don't you have a couch? That's so weird. And like immediately he's like, all right, I'm going to buy a couch. I'm, I'm looking for a couch. Yeah. So so there's no couch for her to sleep on. So she has to blow up an air mattress. <sighs> I remember the last time I slept on an air mattress. It's not comfortable. And doing it days in a row, my back hurts. Yeah. But he gets a couch, which he orders from Wayfair. She helps him pick it out. It's very yeah. cute. Yeah, it's very cute. And so they're like living together in the most awkward way possible. But also having like the best time and still continuing to like be in love with each other and not say it. Yeah, this is another one of those books where it's like a lot of little slice of life things. Yeah, they like go to his cabin. They have like little dates. They carpool to work. They're on the same schedule, which I don't know anything about ERs. I don't understand how that works, but whatever. Um, Yeah, they have like a four days on, three days off kind of deal. That I understand. What I didn't understand was how do they have the same schedule? Like how many doctors are there? Yeah. Shouldn't they like one be there and one not be there? Also... I dated a guy that I worked at the same place with and we were on the same schedule and it was not good because hmm. we were together all the time. I Interesting. And and we lived together and that doesn't come up in this book and I'm like, <laughs> this is not realistic. They love each other too much, Katie. How are they going to hate each other? They love each other too much. I don't know. I really loved that guy, but I was like, fucking go away. I know. Well- we're not, a, maybe Jacob's a better person than we are. That's probably true. We need our space. That's probably true. So then, fucking finally, like 
70 something percent of the way through this book I it didn't was e- right after i texted you i know i didn't even mark it because it was so fucking far into the book i would guess it was probably bet- like because i think i was like 75 ish percent of the it way was like around there because it was you. almost like I, we were almost at 80 percent. i was like what is fucking going on yeah cause, yeah because that was I, that was when i texted you like what the hell yeah because you had already finished yes i read this book in like two days um and i'm not a speed reader so that was pretty good for me yeah, yeah. I I when I finally like I read a lot of it before I got sick and then I got sick and could not focus. And then I read like the remaining three quarters of it. Yeah. In an afternoon. Yeah. Um so and then they have the weirdest hookup ever. My God. Okay, so Amy and Jeremiah are having their bachelor and bachelorette parties on the same night. The bachelor party is one of those standards, like, we're going to go get drunk and get in a limo and whatnot. And then the bachelorette party is they're hanging out at his mom's house making making candles, candles? which we later learn is because Amy is pregnant. Yes. So what happens is right when they get there, Amy announces that they're having a baby. Uh, Jacob has a panic attack, but he was already having a panic attack. And that's just like... Because he thinks Brianna is flirting with... Someone that he saw her talking to. It's not important to explain. Someone that he saw her talking with at the hospital who is a, a an old friend. Yeah. And who, she was very buddy-buddy with him. Yeah. Who was dating, like, somebody else. There's This infuriated me. I was like, just fucking ask her. Right. But he has anxiety. I know. I understand. Yeah. But it was just like, just ask her. Right. And then Brie, like, later on in her perspective was like, oh, I was texting Alexis all day because Jacob seemed really stressed out. I didn't want to bother him. Like, right. Before but he we go thinks- to this party. That she's texting this guy. Yeah. And so, like, you witness his little anxiety spiral from his perspective, and it's just, it's really rough. Relatable. As people who do this. Yeah. (laughs) It's really rough to read someone else doing this, because I'm like, oh, God, I know exactly how you feel. You're just, like, making shit up that's, like, not really happening. Early in my- But I get you. (laughs) Early in my notes, I wrote, Jacob is me, and I am Jacob. Um. This book sent me down a little mental health journey. Yeah. For sure, which was ultimately beneficial, but it was painful. Yeah, because he's he's functioning really well, I think, despite him having Yeah, I mean, he's struggles. a doctor. Yeah. He's a good doctor. Right. Um, And is like a good friend and a good brother and all of these things. And so it was like kind of a little like, you're doing okay yeah. for me. Ooh, yeah. This is Jacob's little anxiety journey is one very nice to read in terms of representation right um of like oh yeah this really is what it's like as somebody who does also have anxiety not quite to the degree that jacob does but right similarly so yeah i feel like a lot of the books that i read that have like anxiety representation are like very extreme anxiety representation of like someone who's like constantly having panic attacks Mm -hmm. or like like this was the first book I think I've read with someone who's who who does have more severe anxiety than I do, but it presents itself in very much the same way mm. as mine does. Like his like intrusive thoughts and like the social anxiety piece of it certainly. Like I'm not, you know, I love a bar, but like I'm not that extreme. But, you know, certain social events, I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. This was making me realize a lot of my anxiety that I thought was not as bad is actually worse than I let myself think it is. Yeah. I am like recently off of my medication from like 
you know, stupid insurance reasons and then also giving it a test run. And this is making me realize this book made me realize, oh, no, things have been kind of bad lately. Right. And so it was kind of a good wake up call of like, oh, no, like this is this is a real thing that I deal with and a lot of other people deal with, too. And like, maybe I'm not doing as well as I thought I was. Yeah. You know, I don't know. A personal note, but. But also, I think Jacob's doing fine. Yeah. That's true. You know, I think like he's got he's got like healthy, like sure he had a few spirals, but like this book takes place over the course of a few months. Yeah, and he has what like two really major. That's true. I think this is. I don't know. I I agree with you that I think this is a good representation of like somebody you know with not unsevere anxiety, but like functioning anxiety. Right, like the like the the kind of like low key, like not even low key, but like the day to day, always low burning. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's not always like big panic attacks or yeah, because I feel like some of these other books I read where it's it's like multiple big moments rather than just like simmering underneath mm-hmm. the whole thing. And I like I feel like this was a good representation of people who have the same type of anxiety as we do, which is that like simmering under every like interaction and thought and task and (laughs) everything. Yeah. Mine is often like, oh, my God, everybody hates me. Nobody wants me to be here. I have social anxiety in similar ways to Jacob, I think. Yeah. And so I think that was that was kind of one that I feel like I haven't seen as often. Yeah. At points of where he, yeah, and he's also been doing this for a while. So he's got like his coping strategies. He's got his plant room. He's got his journaling. He's got, you know, all these other. He's on medication too. You know, like he's his family all knows. Like everyone in his life is very much like, oh, it's Jacob. Like, it's fine. We're, we know what's up. We're helping him. Yeah. They try to adjust to it as much as they can, which is really nice. It is really nice. Yeah. So he has this panic attack. Right when Amy and Jeremiah announced they're having a baby, which kind of a weird way for them to announce that and maybe not like do it privately. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of a weird choice, um, but whatever. So Jacob runs to the basement to kind of get out of the situation. Bree follows him and he like calms down. I just slammed my palm into my face. Yeah. Um. So he calms down and... Not really. Yeah. Enough for them to kiss, finally. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, in the throes of this, like, panic attack. And then she's also, like, crying because she's, like, trying to... She thinks he's having a panic attack because Amy's pregnant. Yeah. He's having a panic attack because he's been working toward a panic attack for, like, 48 hours. Right. And this was just the straw that broke the camel's The pregnancy bag. announcement just, like, put him over. So it wasn't not because of Amy, but it was just, like, the the, the final domino, And basically. really, what it was because of the pregnancy announcement was everyone turned and looked at him. Right. It's not even that she's pregnant so much. It's yeah. that everyone is, like... Checking to see how he's feeling. Yeah, how he's going to react and whatnot. Right. And so... Yeah. And so, like, Brianna is crying and, like, straddles him. And then they fucking do it. In the basement with, like, all their family and friends upstairs. Like a real quickie. (laughs) Which, like, 
I don't know how I feel about this man because I was like really wanting this like big romantic I know payoff and it's like hot but I I was wanting it to be a little sweeter I guess I really wanted it to be like a sweet like we admit we love each other now we now we do it now we do it this was not that yeah I wasn't I wasn't I don't know like I get in terms of like yeah you get caught up in the moment you get hot and heavy whatever like it feels like logical but I was just wanting something a little sweeter it wasn't bad I was just like that that really wasn't what what I was expecting. Yeah, I was just stressed about the logistics of it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, someone could come downstairs at any moment, and then and somebody then does. His sister comes down, and he's like still inside of her. I know <laughs> because she's wearing a dress, <sighs> and so it's like covering. I'm like, this is so stressful. It feels very high school. And then after that happens, Bree like locks herself in the bathroom. And kind of just, like, breaks up with him in the basement right after they fucked. And Yeah, because she's basically like, oh, my God, I got so caught up in the moment. And this is just, like, rebound sex for him. I fucked up. Yeah. And so she just, like, kind of breaks it off, locks herself in the bathroom. Jacob doesn't go to the bachelor party. He goes home. Uh, Bree stays <laughs> for the bachelorette party. Yeah, because I guess she's. I think she's just trying to like be nice and also save face. Yeah, C- and also like protect Jacob a little bit too because she does doesn't want to make it seem like she's like Jacob is so upset that then she has to like run home and comfort him. Yeah. Um. So she makes her little candle. She has like a nice moment with Amy. Yeah. After Amy's friend says something really shitty yeah about jacob like stringing amy along and amy to her credit is like this is amy's like drunk friend like toasting amy and jeremiah for getting together and yeah like jacob strung her along for so long right like like here's to finding a real man kind of vibes is is what it is and amy to her credit is like no that's not what it was that's not how it was sit down drunk friend like in front of everyone she's like absolutely not don't say that about him but then brianna and big bunnies once again right and is like that's absolutely not true why would you say that you know he has anxiety etc 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 kind of lays into both of them almost yeah and then she goes outside and no she goes to a gas station right and buys a bunch of candy bars and a pack of cigarettes yeah for grandpa and so she goes back to the house finds grandpa outside on the gazebo and gives him a cigarette and then learns that all of the women have been sneaking him cigarettes all along. This was very funny. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and so she and Amy kind of bond over this. Because they both gone to find Grandpa to give him a cigarette. So yeah. While she's giving Grandpa a cigarette, Amy comes out also with a pack of cigarettes. Right. Which are obviously not for her because she's pregnant. Right. She gives Amy a candy bar. They have this like kind of heart to heart. We find out that like Amy's fine. She's yeah. not a bad person. No. She's she's a a normal person. With tacky taste. Yeah. But that's okay. She yeah. doesn't, like, she and Jacob just didn't work together. Yeah. A couple of notes I have from this middle section, a little out of the timeline. We mm-hmm. learn early on when Jacob's talking about his sisters that one of them is a tattoo artist and gave Jacob yes. a lawnmower tattoo and shaved, like, a piece of his chest hair to make it look like the lawnmower is, like, mowing the chest hair. Oh, and then so he, he paid to get it removed, and I'm like, this is so upsetting. But... Very true to character that he would pay true to character. $800 to get it removed. 
true to character, but I'm like deeply upset that he got it removed because that's very funny. If you were a man, would you get a lawnmower chest hair tattoo? I wouldn't get it, but I wouldn't erase it. Mm. Because he lost a bet. So if you lost a bet and ended up with a lawnmower tattoo. Yeah, I wouldn't get it removed, but I have a lot of tattoos. And so I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, eh, whatever. But if I didn't have any tattoos and the only one I had was a lawnmower, nah. You just got to add more. Right. There's only two ways to go. Erase that one or just add a bunch more. Also, Jacob drives an F-150. I found that's very weird, too. Yeah. This did not track with what I expected him as a person. Yeah, but he's like kind of a little outdoorsy guy, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, he explains it of like, oh, I had to haul a bunch of stuff to because he's doing this cabin. Yeah, like, like he's fixing it up it, or whatever. Yeah. So, you know. Makes sense, but it was kind of like, oh, this man drives a truck? Weird. So in this final section of the book, a whole fucking lot happens. Yeah. So Bree comes over the next day and is like, I'm moving out. Like, I can't do this anymore. And finally, finally, they both admit to each other that they're in love with each other. It's very sweet. This is very sweet. It's a big, like, like Bree is basically like, I can't, like, sit here and be around you when you're, like, hung up on your ex. Like, it's torture. And he's like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? They're basically like, no, I love you. What are you talking about? It's really cute. It's really, really sweet. This this is where Abby Jimenez is, like, unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Is just, like, these, like, declarations of love, grand gestures, like, this, like, third act, like like plot climax is like really where yes she hits her stride i feel like she does a great grand gesture yeah and this isn't really a grand gesture but it's like a grand gesture of a conversation you know it's like the the emotional peak of the of the book for sure yeah and it is very true to who they are as characters of like they're having this private moment like no jacob's never going to do a big grand gesture in front of a bunch of other people but this is a grand gesture part one Exactly. Yeah, like it's the the conversation itself is is grand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then they're in this little they they truly get together. Yeah. They've in never this little love bubble. Yeah, they've never admitted to anyone that their relationship was fake for a while, so they just keep trucking along. Yeah. Like nothing's nothing's new. Yeah, they go to Amy and Jeremiah's wedding. They have this really lovely night together, and then they're in the elevator and the doors open and they see Breeze ex-husband nick who is with the woman that he cheated on her with who was she's pregnant and they're married yes and this was brie's friend that he was cheating on her with too and so brie promptly throws up in the elevator which fucking relatable (laughs) have you thrown up in an elevator i mean no but like i puke when i am really upset (laughs) sometimes yeah if there's a time to puke seeing your ex with his pregnant new wife who cheated on you with yeah that's the time to puke yeah yeah that tracks yeah so she fucking freaks out and is basically like all men are bad all men are gonna leave me yeah and just like shuts jacob out entirely yeah she has her own kind of panic attack yeah um and she's she's been kind of dealing with this anxiety throughout the book of like all men are awful. Her her dad is not in her life. Her mom is like 
kind of instilled this in her of like, don't trust any man, they're all going to leave you kind of thing. Yeah, I think her mom was kind of coming at it from the perspective of like, be your own independent woman and then like inadvertently like made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think her mom was malicious in it at all. Her mom is remarried at this point in the book, too. Like, her mom has a new husband. Happily so. Yeah, happily so. Um, But I think, you know, growing up with Brie just came at it from, yeah, like you said, a, you know, protect yourself, be independent. Right. And then Brie just kind of took it to another level. Overcorrected, yeah. Especially after Nick left her. Exactly. And so now it's like all of those feelings have come back to her after seeing him and she bounces, and then come to find out, which you and I both called this because they had unprotected sex, she's pregnant. Yes. Um, which I texted you that this, like, surpri- I hate a surprise pregnancy in a romance novel. Mm-hmm. But this one, to me, like, it didn't bother me as much. I don't know how I feel about this one. I think I have complicated feelings about it. So, like you said, like, Brianna freaks out mostly because she's pregnant. Yeah. And... She had had a miscarriage previously. Like when she was pregnant, like as Nick was leaving her. In part of your world. Yeah. So she had had a miscarriage previously. Mm -hmm. She she seems to have very complicated feelings about being pregnant. I think what confused me about how to feel about this one is like earlier in the book, they're going through her hinge profile, one of her dating app profiles. Mm -hmm. And it says like she doesn't have kids and doesn't want kids. And... I don't like I don't know if that was just kind of her like earlier on putting like on a front right. of like oh I don't want anything serious like right. don't come f- to me if you want marriage and a baby um that's not for me. And so I think at this point in the book I was like I don't know how she feels about it. like does you know is it only because she's anxious about Jacob that she thinks maybe she doesn't want this baby or yeah and, well and then earlier in the book before her and Jacob are even actually together they have like a cute exchange about like, oh, our future children or whatever. That's yeah. like kind of jokey and sweet. And maybe that's why this pregnancy didn't bother me that much because it kind of felt like it was building up to that. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I also, I mean, any surprise baby in a book at the for me at this point in my life where a surprise baby would be very scary. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'll just like at this point with me as I am, maybe I'll never feel like super great about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it was because like, I don't like a surprise baby that becomes like a big part of the plot of a book. So maybe Mm -hmm. it was because this was like almost at the end that I was like, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. That can make, yeah. So they have a good conversation about it. Yeah. And Jacob's excited. Yeah. He, he wants to be a dad. Like he's really excited about it. Yeah. But he's also like, Brie, like, what are we going to, like, You do you want to be with me or not? Like, what what are we going to do? Like, he he wants to be with her. He wants to be a dad. He's yeah. excited about this baby. Um, and she's still really shut off and kind of cold shoulders him, like, up until he's about to do the kidney transplant. Yeah. She goes to see, goes to the hospital, obviously, because Benny's getting the kidney. Right. Um, And she goes to see Jacob when he's getting prepped for surgery. And she's still really scared yeah she has before she goes to the hospital she has a good conversation with alexis that's kind of like a little bit of her turning point right and alexis is basically like what are you so afraid of yeah like be brave right do it It, you want this right like go be with him right and so she's kind of realizing like 
I think I do. But she's still scared. And so she talks to him for a little bit. And as he's getting wheeled into surgery, he hands her something. And it's his journal from all of their relationship. And so this actually was the grand gesture. Yeah. And so she, while he's in, it takes her all of his surgery to read through these like months and months of journal entries, which is basically just about how in love with her Mm -hmm. he is. And so that's like kind of the reassurance that she needed to be like, oh, he like does want to be with me. And he's like, probably not going to leave me. Probably not. Seems very unlikely. Yeah. But this is so relatable too, because like sometimes like Ryan and I have been married for two years and some change. And some days I'm like, so you like me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like this with everybody yeah. in my life and with Austin, too. And right. we're, like, literally engaged. Right. And it is it is a very real feeling of, like, you still want to do this, right? Right. Like, this isn't, this isn't fake. You're not lying, right? <laughs> this isn't some long con. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, what do I have to offer from a long con? I'm not rich. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm what's just... Ryan getting out of this? I don't know. Uh, we don't have money. Dogs? Dogs are pretty good. Yeah. Dogs he, are good. See, he's doing this just for us. Just for the dogs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then he wakes up from his surgery and she's like, all right, <laughs> I believe you. Okay, great. Yeah. And then the end, pretty yeah. much. We get a lovely little epilogue. Yeah, where they're getting married. It's like two years later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, their Their daughter has been born. She's very cute. She's very cute. And they're getting married and everyone's happy. Yep. The end. Speculation. Next book is about Benny. I think so, too. Right? Maybe. Well, I don't know because he's already in a relationship. That's true. And she doesn't really seem to overlap timelines because I was kind of hoping we were going to get a book about Lola. Yeah. And Alexis's brother. Yeah. Which... So which we got happened. a Lola reference in this book. I know. We got another Lola reference. Yeah, which is great. The Abby Jimenez extended universe is, is so fun. So overall thoughts. I, I, I have something that I would like to say, which is my brother's name is Jacob. <laughs> um, And that didn't really bother me while reading this book because I call him Jake a lot or Bub. Like I, I rarely call him by his like mm-hmm. full God-given name. Um. But then saying it out loud during this recording has been weird. I'm sorry for you. Yeah, like it didn't it didn't clock for me that much like on the page, mm-hmm. but saying it out loud is weird. But like I said, I don't normally call him by his full name that much. I either call him Bub or or Jake. So not a big deal, but <laughs> weird had to get it off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about this one in in comparison to part of your world? I didn't love it as much as part of your world. Like, I don't love it with the fervor that I love part of your world. But I think I would have loved it a lot more had I not. Like, part of your world has ruined me Mm. to other Abby Jimenez. You know, like, that's the peak for me. Yeah. And so I feel like that's now the yardstick that I will measure every other one of her books by, which is not fair to her because I love her and this is a great book. Mm -hmm. But... That is just, you know, like we're always comparing Emily Henry's to Beach Read. All of Emily Henry's have been flawless to me. Right. But I understand what you mean. I think I feel the same way. Like, it's not fair to give that yardstick, but that's just like what. 
especially since this book is like the follow-up in the same universe with like a spin-off character mm. there's no way to not compare it this one really frustrated me of i felt like we were getting a lot of pages of like oh i love him so much i wish i could tell him oh i love her so much i wish i could tell yeah. her i wish she could i wish she knew and it was I, slightly too slow of a burn a little bit yeah like if it had come in at like 70 percent or 65 yeah i think maybe i would feel a little I, I don't know i think i just get this one felt more of like god i wish you guys would fucking talk to each other right right this had all of the all of the abby jimenez things that we love the fun side characters the great dialogue the really emotional like writing and declarations of love and all of that but the the plot moved a little too slowly for me Still, I still really enjoyed this book. I think, yeah, like I was super all in like the first 50% and whatnot. And then I think that like kind of middle 30% up until they finally got back, got together. I was like, okay, this is dragging a little bit too much. Yeah. Like, I feel like I vaguely understand like why they're not telling each other these things, but also like, but I am also somebody who is very obnoxiously direct. And so, yeah, I shouldn't paste myself into what I would do onto these characters. Right. And I think it makes sense for the characters yeah. and for the context of what they were going through. But I'm with you. It was a little too slow of a burden for me. But like, you know, Abby Jimenez and Emily Henry are like Taylor Swift for me. Even even the worst song is a good song. Oh, we love Abby. We, so yeah, still a great book. Still um, a great book. I still really loved it. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Mm hmm. I still I want more in this from this like friend group and world. I suspect we'll get a third. Oh, I'm sh yeah. Who? Mm, I it could be Benny. I don't know though. Jessica. She's got to divorce her terrible husband. Yeah, maybe she will. Maybe that would that would be very funny. Yeah, Doug. It might be Doug. That would be funny. I I could see that. They but they've built Doug up to be so unsexy. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to believe him as a romantic lead? Maybe he meets like a pig farmer. Oh my god. It's so, funny. Another another woman who loves pigs or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. This is this was a good one though. Yeah. So next month. <laughs> you have like this devilish grin. Your eyes like, look crazy right now. I feel crazy because I'm so excited. Predictably, no one's surprised here. No. We're reading Emily Henry, Happy Place. How are we not going to do that? It comes out April 25th, which, as you're listening to this, is a couple weeks from now. Um, so we're reading it for our episode that comes out on May 10th. So hopefully you all will have time to pre-order it from our bookshop yes it will ship on the day that it's released so you might have to wait a few days yes but, but you will have the the happy feeling in your heart that you gave us a few cents yes katie would you like to read the blurb for happy place by emily henry yes <coughs> <coughs> so the the tagline is a couple who broke up months ago pretend to still be together for their annual week-long vacation with their best friends in this glittering and wise new novel from number one new york times best-selling author emily henry Harriet and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls, except now, for reasons they're still not discussing, they don't. They broke up five months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing a bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. 
their annual respite from the world where for one vibrant, blissful week, they leave behind their daily lives, have copious amounts of cheese, wine, and seafood, and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most. Only this year, Harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other, because the cottage is for sale and this is the last week they'll all have together in this place. They can't stand to break their friends' hearts, so they'll play their parts. Harriet will be the driven surgical resident who never starts a fight, and Wynne will be the laid-back charmer who, ne who never lets the cracks show. It's a flawless plan if you look at it from a great distance and through a pair of sunscreen-smeared sunscreen -smeared sunglasses. After years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake it for one week in front of those who know you best? Man, an Emily Henry second chance. Oh, boy. It's everything I've ever wanted. I love a second chance, and it is so hard to pull off in a way that I enjoy it. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes, then. I'm so excited. It's one of those things I can't think about too hard. I get too excited. I'm fucking so excited about this book. I'm... Okay. I have to mention the Allison P. Davis profile of Emily Henry. Oh, so good. Just in general, one of the best profiles I've read in a really long time. Yeah, I'm going to figure out a way to work it into my class. I feel like it's really good. And it's a really good discussion of romance and like Emily Henry's kind of place in this romance revival that we're all doing. And I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I like almost cried reading the article. Just yeah. One, it was one of those articles that makes me want to be a better writer. Yes. Um, It's just so good. And then also just like seeing Emily Henry in her natural habitat a little bit. Yeah, a which, little more of her, which we don't get a lot. No, she's like kind of a private person. Yeah. Which I, I understand. I don't even know if that's on purpose. I think she's just kind of like, I don't really do this like social media thing all that much. Yeah, like she's very, she's active on Instagram, but when she's active on Instagram, it's very much like, I read this other great book by this right. person I like. Like, she, I, I think she would be my friend. I think she would be my friend also. Emily Henry, do you want to be our friend? How old is she? Is she our age? She's a little older than us, I think. She might be my age. Also, from that profile, I learned she has a musician husband. She's 31. She's my age. <gasps> I knew she was my age. Emily Henry, would you like to go out for drinks sometime? I can tell a fellow early 30s from a mile away. Also, she's got incredible hair. She's got incredible hair. Where does she live? I know she's from Ohio. Does she I live think in she Ohio? she still lives in Ohio. Nice. Yeah. And she's got a cool house. She eats a lot of yogurt, we learned. Yeah. Continue to learn. Yeah, I want to figure out a way to, even though I don't teach feature writing, I uh, I kind of teach feature writing. So I don't not teach feature writing. I mean. It's just not what my class is about. It's just another thing you can force on your students like Taylor Swift. Yeah, all my personality traits. Um, But I wanted to mention that profile partially because Allison P. Davis ranks all of her all of the emily henry books uh -huh. and i found her ranking really surprising i know maybe we should do a bonus episode just about this just this vulture article yeah Pff, i could talk about it for a long time but she has one she has people we meet on vacation as number one which is so bizarre because it's at the bottom for me and again as i've mentioned emily henry abby jimenez same as Taylor Swift. Even the worst songs are still still a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. And I think the general consensus is that people we meet on vacation is a lot of people's like bottom, bottom. line. Yeah. Which again, I love that book. It bottom does not mean bad. Um, but then she has Happy Places number two. So Yeah, that's interesting. 
I don't know. We'll see. She I, has book lovers at the bottom, which is I crazy. Know. I know. So, but again, this is like when we did our Taylor Swift song ranking. You know, like how how do you even put the best things in the world in order? You you can't. It's yeah. fine. But but I don't know. I'm. I think I've heard from a couple people that this is their favorite. Emily Henry. Well, I sent you that Instagram story last night of NYC Book Girl on Instagram, whose taste I trust a lot because mm-hmm. I feel like it aligns really closely with mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was basically like, I'm dying to finish this book. Should I quit my job and finish this book? I'm itching for an Emily Henry reread right now. So yeah, I gave my student, Jade, shout out to Jade. She's in her Emily Henry era. I <gasps> gave her beach read when she went to mexico on a vacation she asked me for like romance book recommendations and i was like i'll just let you borrow some of mine so I, she brought back beach read and was like oh my god and then i gave her book lovers and i need to check with her on whether she's enjoying it because that was like two weeks ago mm. so i told her, her that she can round out the trifecta if she wants after after book lovers oh yeah so that's our next book club pick Yes. And then this summer we've got some fun stuff planned. We're gonna do a couple of rereads mm-hmm. of some of our some of our faves. But if there's something specific you'd like to hear us talk about or read with us, let us know. Yes, please do. Always open. Oh, what are you reading right now? Well, <laughs> I've been in a really bad reading slump for like a month. Me too. Um I We've think, both like, been so busy. Yeah. I think especially like after South by I got so burned out on just everything. Yeah. Um, I'm still working on Wayward. Yeah. It's kind of one of those books that I it's really lovely. It's really wonderfully written. This was my book of the month for March. Um, it's by Amelia Hart. And it's different from what I usually read because it's like magical realism. It's like three perspectives. And two of the perspectives are in third person, one is in first person. I may have said this all in the pod before, but because, again, I've been working on this book for like a month. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those that's not like super fast paced. And so right. it's like I read a chunk of it. I kind of forget about it for a while. I pick it up again. It's like a nice little character study kind of, um, but like not a ton of plot so far. Right. And so I'm working on that. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm itching for an Emily Henry reread to just kind of break me out of the slump a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a beach read. Yeah. Reread. I've, I feel like I was itching for that. Um, so maybe I'll do some of that this week and hopefully because I really do want to finish Wayward. It's like I like I said, it's really it's really lovely. It's really kind of it's kind of cozy in some ways, kind of not in some ways. It's like eerie also. Yeah. Um, I think you're really going to like it when you read it. I'm excited. Uh, you know, like th- this sounds it's something different for you, but mm-hmm. it's like right in my wheelhouse of shit that I read. A I think lot. it's going to be one you speed through. Yeah. It's just one of those that it's like, okay, this one's a little, and it's been hard for me to pick up stuff lately that I'm not just like super excited about. Right. Yeah, so. we've both been pulled in a lot of, in a lot of directions recently. I feel like, and like I was super busy at work last week, mm-hmm. and then I got sick, and I couldn't really focus on anything other than like trash TV. Yep. Slash rewatching all of Ted Lasso. We're in our Love Is Blind era, so yeah, that yeah, that too. It's taking up a lot of our time. I'm also reading this fantasy, like ish romance called A Marvelous Light, that has been really like well received. That I am just not feeling really, and I'm. It's one of the, like I don't want to DNF it mm-hmm. because it's gotten good reviews. And by all accounts, it should be something 
that I'm enjoying, but I'm really struggling with it. And I don't know what I, I think it's a, I think it's one of those where it's like, this is a me problem. Yeah. And so I need to just read it and mm-hmm. like get around it. I think it's also because I've been in my Akatar era mm. and that's like all I can think about. Yeah. So I'm on the third Akatar book. I sped through the first two and then I got super busy and got super sick. And um, I uh, was like really hyper fixating on it. And so I had to like make myself not pick it up because I knew I wouldn't get anything else done mm. and I yes. needed to be productive. Katie learned she had ADHD. <laughs> there's katie's update yeah that's my life update is that i apparently have adhd which explains everything katie and i both had little mental health journeys the past couple of weeks yeah so um you know i've always known that i can't like or enjoy things in a normal way i uh am obsessed with it for a short period of time and then it flames out yep um so i now that i have finished Yours truly. And now that I'm starting to feel like a person again, I am hoping to finish this third Akatar book today. Mm, okay. I also finished I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay, which was my March book of the month, which was very, 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 very good. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember we talked about that one when we coordinated. Yeah. It was extremely good. Um, I put it down for a long time because I was obsessed with Akatar. Mm. So... I didn't put it down because I wasn't enjoying it. It was because I was hyper fixating. <laughs> um, but I'm back, baby. We're back. I got this 700-page book that I'm 500 pages into. And am I going to read the other 200 pages today? Yes. There you go. I will. Because I don't have any plans until watching Austin FC hopefully not lose Fingers to LAFC. Crossed. But t- those of you listening to this probably know what happened and uh, – it's probably not good. <laughs> probably not. It's <laughs> probably not good. But it's okay. Anyway, we'll see you guys. The next time that we talk to you, we'll, we will be changed women. I Everyone I've talked to has been like, it's a spiritual experience. Yeah. <laughs> Literally everyone. I saw somebody like outside of our friend group who had gone a couple days ago, and she was like, I'm still thinking about it. Literally everyone also outside of our friend group who doesn't know like when we're going has been like, have you gone yet? When are you going? When are you going? It's we're talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, we're obviously. talking about Eras tour. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Obviously. Um, so we, the next the next episode will be fresh off fresh off of our our Eras tour stop in Houston. And if you are going to the Eras tour in Houston um, on Friday, April 21st, let us know. Yeah. Maybe we can have an overpriced purple cocktail. Oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm ready to spend $30 on a drink. Me too. I'm going to spend so much money that weekend. I don't even care. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just going to spend it. I'm already spending money like crazy. I spent like $40 on friendship bracelet (laughs) supplies. Beads. And temporary tattoos. Anyway, we'll see you on the other side of our Taylor Swift journey. Hopefully I won't sound like this the next time we talk, but maybe I will because I will have lost my voice. We will have just been sobbing for three hours straight. Exactly. Exactly. It's fine though. It's fine. Whoa, this is really long. We got to go. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.